Welcome to the Verdant Verdict Sports Show. I'm your host, Jacob Verdant. We had a, a rough weekend, sure, but we got big things ahead. We're going to break it all down for you. Big week of college football. Big things coming. College football playoffs are upon us, and you know everybody's sweating, trying to figure out where they're going to fall. Unfortunately, LSU has fallen out of the race. It's still been a great ride, and they're still going to be able to potentially cap the season off with a big moment with the SEC Championship game in Atlanta this Saturday. But moving forward, it's kind of a... It, uh, let's predict what's going to happen. Let's let's just see what the what the forecast is for college football going forward. If you had to ask me, um, based on how this SEC championship will go, let's say hypothetically LSU wins, you'd see Georgia come down, Michigan would rise up to the top, barring no uh, unfortunate upset in the Big Ten Conference Championship. Um, then you got TCU, who's going to be undefeated. You also see if USC can get the job done and slide into that top four position. That offense has been phenomenal. We kind of talked about them last week and we're determining whether or not they belonged. And they had another good game. They played a tough team in Notre Dame and they succeeded. So hats off to USC. Hats off to Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley, another first year coach doing phenomenal. But our first year coach in this program, Brian Kelly, uh, walked into the SEC. A lot of people questioned whether or not he'd be able to make it, whether or not he'd last, whether or not he needs to be in here. But quite frankly, he's proven all the haters wrong. He's proved the doubters wrong. And it looks like LSU football is firing on all cylinders in a sense where they're building for the future, they're changing the things that need to be changed, and everything's headed in the right direction. Sure, we had some hiccups, and you know, no team in, in year one won't have any. Uh, we've had some hiccups. We've had, of course, the Florida State game to open the year up. We've had the Tennessee game, and now we've had the Texas A&M game. That is the third loss of the season. We went ahead and, you know, finished it out a little rough, a little rougher than we, we would have hoped. But, I mean, in the end, if you would have asked me my pregame predictions, and you can see it on the on the Instagram, on the on the Twitter, we predicted 9-3. and three. We, People were thinking we were a little optimistic, but this is right where, you know, we, we wanted these guys to be. Now, if you would have told me they'd be competing for an SEC title game, that would have kind of blown my mind. I, I wouldn't have expected Brian Kelly and LSU to go out and, and, and get the, the West title in year one. You got guys like Jimbo Fisher, who in five years has never claimed one SEC West title. So the fact that Brian Kelly was able to go out and perform and flex some muscles in one of the toughest conferences in football, period, not just college football. Football, uh, it, it meant a lot. You know, I think that Brian Kelly's shown some stripes. Brian Kelly's won some fans over, and he's he's right. He's right a lot of wrongs in that LSU football program. Make sure to leave a comment, leave your takes. Let me know what you think about LSU's chances, the college football playoff rankings, or just college football in general. Going forward for LSU, let's break down this Texas A&M game. Of course, everyone knows the final score: 38-23. Uh, Little rough. Uh, we've had some moments where. You see guys not coming down with the ball. You see, you see the run game um, not necessarily depreciate, not necessarily get stumped because you got John Emery Jr. showing up big time with three rushing touchdowns. But you know you got the passing game. We have no passing touchdowns. You had the drops. You had just a confusion. It looked like you know the guys had a lot of pressure on them. That's it's the reality of the situation. They had all the eyes in the country, and sure, it's not necessarily an excuse that's going to grant them a free pass to play the way they did. However, it's a learning experience. It's a learning moment. These guys are young. They're new. And and quite frankly, they're, like we said earlier, proving a lot of people wrong. They're outperforming a lot of people's expectations. And they're sitting in a position as of this Saturday that not many people would have expected Brian Kelly nor LSU to be in for quite some time. So the fact that LSU was able to string some things together in year one 
makes me optimistic for year two. So, I mean, you can look at this two ways. You can dwell on the fact that, yeah, we're not in the college football playoffs this year. However, you can also look forward towards the future and consider if they're going to be able to make it in 20, you know, next year in 2024, or even when the, the playoffs break into a 12 man race in 2025, there's a lot of opportunity for LSU. And quite frankly, I'm confident that within the next three to four years, we'll see a national championship come back to Baton Rouge. And it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility for us to see an SEC championship come back to Baton Rouge. The fact of the matter is football's a game of schemes and matchups, just like any other sport. You're going to have to find what complements your team best, and you're going to have to find different ways to attack different teams based off what you have, what you're able to play with, and the different circumstances your team is put in. Look at how we were Saturday. Our run game, you know, like we said, was was questioned and murky with our starter, Josh Williams, out whether they, you know, have him, have him playing this Saturday or not. LSU is going to have to find a way to overcome that adversity. And Brian Kelly's a great coach in doing that. He's able to get the guys hemmed in and keep them prepared and keep them calm, cool, and collected. And I feel like, you know, that holds value, especially in today's day and age where you got a lot of noise. You got a lot of social media. You got a lot of reporters. And you got a lot of people who just, quite frankly, put their nose in a... And some things that just aren't their business. So, you know, the players are dealing with a lot more. And not only that, though, but this switch, this change, this new scheme, it requires full-on full on, full on uh, commitment, full-on... It, it needs everyone to be on the same page at the same time. And you can just see with the defensive performance on Saturday, it, it just wasn't there. And that's fine. These guys have been lights out. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and harp on the fact that the A&M game fell through our fingers and we showed up and and, and lost because, I mean, Brian Kelly was telling us all week how talented A&M was. You've seen him in the recruiting efforts last season, pulling in the number one recruiting class. Those guys are ready to play. We got freshmen that, are, that can perform well. So do they. This is the SEC. They got the big guns. And Jimbo Fisher, quite frankly, made all the right decisions. You know, Texas A&M's running back was doing numbers on us. He crossed the century mark in the first half, and it seemed like it, it was just going to be the needle in our side the entire game. Proved to be true. However, LSU had several moments that I feel they could have been able to turn the tide, but some things just prohibited it, whether it be uh, a, a missed touchdown call from a referee or a drop or, you know, maybe a fumble with Jaden Daniels on that read option. Um, but those type of moments are a part of the game, and those type of moments will add calluses and much-needed wrinkles to a younger team who has to move forward and take the next step. The next step is the SEC championship game. They can they can finish off this season the right way and get it done in Atlanta. I'll be there live with, with all the coverage and uh, all the highlights we've had all season for you with LSU. So make sure to click the social links in the bio to, you know, never miss any any update, never miss any any shot, any any bit of the action along the way for LSU, whether it be basketball, football, baseball, what have you. We're going to have it all on the Verd and Verdict social media. But going back towards college football, we've seen a lot of things this week. We've seen Ohio State and Michigan go head-to-head and duke it out in probably one of the most confusing games of the week. Yeah, A&M beating LSU was rough, but did anybody think Ohio State was going to go out and score 23 points and get 45 hung on them? I thought for sure this Ohio State team would have been able to score the four, five, six needed touchdowns to keep them in the shootout. But quite frankly, Michigan and Harbaugh came in and worked. Yeah, Ohio State had the running back problems that we had mentioned last week in the preview, 
But at the end of the day, when you got C.J. Stroud, when you got Marvin Harrison, when you got home field advantage, I think that a lot of people were looking towards Ohio State. Look at the pregame panel. You had A.J. Hawk hitting the O.H. You had Pat McAfee. You had all these guys buying in. Lee Corso put on the Buckeye uh, mascot head. You know, you had everybody bought in, and then they go out, and they have a pretty decent first half, and they score a collective three points in the second half. You know, the, the C.J. Stroud pretty much killed his Heisman hopes, I think. I think that that's going to lean towards Caleb Williams, if you had to ask me. You know, even guys like, quite frankly, uh, maybe even a Jane Daniels should be considered. As we said earlier in the year, Jane Daniels had the potential to lay out a, a, a pretty good blueprint Heisman season in the sense where he's had big games under his belt. And if you look at the offense, I'd say he's the MVP. Look at that. He leads the team in rushing yards, and he is holding several records for LSU now in year one. Some of them he was breaking within the first month of his time at LSU. I think um, that Heisman race is, is just about about anybody's game. The fact that Jane Daniels, you know, lost the A&M game might make it a little, not Jane Daniels, but LSU lost the A&M game might make it a little harder for JD5 to make that case. But an SEC championship win on Saturday, if he puts on a phenomenal performance, might be the moment he needs. So I wouldn't rule Jaden out. Uh, Caleb Williams, like we said, USC is a pretty good shot. I, I've seen TCU's quarterback. He's gotten thrown in the mix there. Um, you know, I think TCU's an interesting topic in and of itself. Um, I'm not a big fan of, of teams who don't necessarily have the same strength of schedule and teams who don't, you know, play the same teams that have the same facets as an SEC team or a Big Ten team or a team with big recruits who can push the pace. I think that a team like TCU would more than likely get gassed out, maybe like, you know, even in Oklahoma did. The last time we saw a Big 12 team win a national championship was, I think, 2005 with the Longhorns. It, it's it been a while. It's been a while. Um, I'm not too... No, I don't think that we're going to be seeing it this this year. That's all. I'm going to I'm going to leave it there. You know, if TCU is going to go out and change some things and going to go out and prove me wrong, then so be it. But I, I if I had to sit here and, and, and guess and predict, I'd, I'd say TCU is going to get bounced in, in the first round. They're not making it to the Natty. The Natty will more than likely be, you know, if USC is your four and if Georgia's in there at, at number two and they don't play in the first round, I'd probably bet on that. Um, another thing, Michigan or Ohio State, like, sure, Ohio State's not in the conference championship, but let's just say, you know, God forbid something happens with USC or even what if the committee votes in Ohio State? One loss, Ohio State, great offense, doing great all year, had a rough game against Michigan, but, you know, they might want to see if we can if we can get a rematch of that. There's There's times where teams get beat in the regular season or towards the end. And they can fix the problems and address it by the time the national championship or the semifinal will come. Look at Georgia and Alabama. Alabama handled Georgia and Stetson Bennett. And then Georgia gets to recalibrate and defeat Bama. People were questioning if Stetson Bennett should be the quarterback or if they should put in the backup or what should Jimbo. Like, what are you doing? And Kirby, like, what are you doing in this situation? I don't, I don't understand. Um, I don't really understand why you wouldn't. Why you wouldn't want Ohio State in the playoffs and you'd want USC. I mean, look, I get Ohio State had a rough loss and I get the offense is phenomenal. But I just think from a, a, a grit standpoint, from a, 
man, I don't want to say entertainment because it's not about entertainment. It's about it's about getting the best teams in the top four. And I think that's just what it boils down to. I'm not sure if USC is better than Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State had a bad game, but that could be a variety of things. You can't really pin a team on one one particular game, especially when they were undefeated walking in there. I mean, yeah, they're not going to represent their conference, so there's that. But I think, you know, that four seed could be a little more wide open than people think. Yeah, if USC wins out and, and has a phenomenal game like they've been doing, then okay. But... If Ohio State can, you know, sit on there and wait and be patient and maybe a USC loss happens, it, it would definitely be interesting. Definitely, definitely be interesting. Um, you know, the college football playoffs will be decided tomorrow night, but or excuse me, the rankings for the conference championship week will be decided tomorrow night. But Selection Sunday will be the the Sunday coming after the SEC title game on the 4th. We'll find out right about, I think it's noon till 1 o'clock. We'll find out who will be in that Final Four and, and, and who will be chasing that national championship trophy. But here's my favorite part of the show, new part of the show. We call it Random Ranking Review, brought to you by our sponsors at Bayou City Investment Advisors. Uh, we're going to sit here and break down the top 10. We're going to let Siri pick a number 1 through 10. We're going to see what it lands on, and we're going to see who's our subject for this week so without further ado hey siri pick a number one through ten she picked four number four for siri is usc so it's pretty funny that oh man we've been talking about usc all stream so we're gonna have to dive in a little deeper um i think the fact that caleb williams and lincoln riley have such a good relationship is going to be beneficial. They have a lot of trust, and you know, a, a coach trusting their quarterback is big because he will wind up doing things he wouldn't have done before. Maybe he'll go for it here, or maybe he'll trust them with a deep route here, and those type of moments are, are pivotal for a team looking to win a national championship. So there's that. Also, there's the fact that they're relying on pure explosivity. Or explosivity. Uh, they're a pretty high-power offense that'll push the ball down the field, but so is Ohio State. And what happens when you fight a good defense or when you play a good defense? And what happens when maybe they put a couple people in the pocket and make your quarterback uncomfortable? It creates havoc, as you see. Ohio State scoring three points in the second half. So, you know, my thing is USC is going to play a, a lot tougher teams than they've been used to. Let's say hypothetically USC plays Georgia, who is undisputedly the number one team in college football. Georgia's the first team to go undefeated in a back-to-back year since Clemson and Trevor Lawrence in the national championship era around 2019, 2018. Um... Head back to USC, though, I think that when they meet a Georgia and when they meet someone that's going to be able to put that pressure on Caleb and kind of make things difficult for him, I think that they're going to get exposed, and I think that they're just not going to be able to get the job done. I think, you know, that offense is successful. That offense is good. They've beat teams like Notre Dame. You know, they beat teams. They beat a couple ranked teams. They got three under their belt. But at the end of the day, I mean, that, that was in the past. Nick Saban always says they're going to judge you how you play right now. Right now would be hypothetically the semifinal, the national championship. It doesn't matter who you beat in the regular season. It doesn't matter what you did previously. You got to go out and do it again. You got to put your next foot forward. You got to go ahead and perform consistently, no matter who's in front of you, on what day, at what stage, at what time. And I don't know if I'd put the trust in USC to be able to do that, especially when you got guys like Georgia and Michigan who are already extinguishing explosive offenses on the daily. So... There's that. There's my little soapbox rant for USC on the day. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. Thank you for spending your Monday night. Of course, you know, normally we do it on Sundays, but, you know, holiday season, a lot of traveling, a lot of stuff going on. Hopefully everyone had a good Thanksgiving holiday. I know LSU 
lose and kind of put a little a little dullness on it but you know in moments like this just think about how we didn't think that LSU would be in this situation prior to the season and just kind of sit and take in what Brian Kelly was able to do and what it means for LSU going forward the recruiting will be great transfer portals will fill in some big holes <clears throat> and Brian Kelly's gonna have a lot more experience and confidence under his belt going forward for next season I think big things are coming for LSU and quite frankly I'd uh I'd bet on a national championship race for the Tigers next year. This has been the Verdant Verdict. I appreciate all y'all for tuning in. Make sure to hit the subscribe button, share button, like button. Hit the description. Click some links. Go to the socials. See what we have up on there. Um, it, it's good binge-worthy content, if I do say so myself. So thanks for tuning in. This has been the Verdant Verdict Sports Show. We'll go live again on Sunday to break down the college football selection. It will already be in stone. We won't have to speculate anymore. Now we just get to react. This has been the Verdant Verdict. Have a good night.